the poet t s eliot had a religious conversion to the anglican church in nineteen twenty seven and soon afterwards wrote his poem ash wednesday in which he repeated the phrase redeem the time on a beautiful day in may in this year of our lord twenty sixteen as we sit in church we may not see time as in need of redemption time may seem to be no problem yet if we pause and reflect on time we realize that it is one of the great problems for philosophers in particular and human beings in general we realize that the battle against time and the erosions time brings fills much of our daily lives we note the signs of aging on ourselves our loved ones we see things deteriorate our houses cars roads resolutions relationships we struggle to maintain them but things fall apart entropy seems the rule we take security measures against time and transience death and disease as malcolm forbes said by the time we've made it we've had it and we live in history if we read the daily newspapers or watch the daily news we see what a sorry cavalcade of life history is there's war and rumors of war crime and cruelty disease and catastrophe scandal and degeneration not to mention the presidential race good news is seldom on the front page our lives fit into this larger history and at times are absorbed by it redeem the time the poet repeats with what are we to change redeem convert the time we may ask and charles williams that wonderfully eccentric anglican writer and theologian answers in his book the descent of the dove he says the conversion of time by the holy ghost is the grand activity of the church i'll repeat it the conversion of time by the holy ghost is the grand activity of the church and that brings us to today to this great anniversary of the birth of the church when the holy ghost the holy spirit came to seize its ragtag membership with power and authority i have no doubt that the first pentecost was a redeemed time for those first christians they were so suffused with joy purpose and belonging to god's universe that they were mistaken as drunk it happened during the jewish festival of weeks one of the three most important jewish festivals which focused on thanksgiving for the harvest and the giving of the law it came 7 weeks after passover and so came to be known as pentecost a greek word meaning 50th because it was celebrated 50 days after the sabbath on which passover began the, the disciples were gathered in jerusalem when suddenly there was a sound like a mighty wind and flames like tongues of fire appeared over each of them then they began to speak in many languages about the wonders of god jews from far flung regions of the diaspora gathered around them and could suddenly hear what was being said in their individual languages and they marveled at what was happening all of them knew well the story of the tower of babel from the book of genesis 
They knew how the people of Babel originally had one language and decided to build a great city with a tower to pierce the heavens so as to make a name for themselves. And they knew God had punished them for their pride and had confused their language and scattered the inhabitants. And here in Jerusalem, they were suddenly able to understand each other, although they spoke in many tongues. What was happening was that the Holy Spirit, the aspect of the Trinity, which is God at work in the church and the world, had entered the disciples. The Holy Spirit came as wind to cleanse and as fire to purge. But mainly, the Holy Spirit came to change them. Now, this was not the first appearance of the Holy Spirit in history. It was the Holy Spirit that brooded over creation at the beginning of the world. It was the Holy Spirit that spoke through the prophets. It was the Holy Spirit by which Jesus was conceived with Mary. And the Holy Spirit is still acting today in the church and in the process by which each of us is drawn closer and closer to God. The Holy Spirit was there from the beginning. In Hebrew and Aramaic, Jesus' native language, the word for the Spirit of God is ruach, which literally means breath or wind. And as I mentioned last Sunday, it's feminine in gender. The New Testament was first written in Greek, and the Greek word for spirit is pneuma, which also means wind and is neuter in general, in gender. In English, we refer to the Holy Spirit as he, probably from the Latin spiritus, which is masculine. But she is more appropriate since it, since it comes from the original languages and would be historically correct. In any case, it is the Holy Spirit who suddenly appeared at Pentecost and continues to appear in the church, and it is she who redeems the time. And she does this by moving among us, between us, and inside us. She helps us to find our own unique gifts and ways to serve God. She moves into the hearts of people and communities and helps them find ways into alignment with God's purpose. It's not an easy task because correction sometimes must come first. Since most of us tend not to see our faults, she must often make, make us see them first. In other words, convict us and then convert us anew. Often she works through our consciences. And we must honor her work among us. She is also known as the spirit of truth and is therefore not domesticated to our wills. Jesus warns us to beware the sin against the Holy Spirit. That sin is to deny her truth and to do so damages the soul. But what I'd like to do now is reflect on what I believe has been the work of the Holy Spirit in the larger church. Clearly, none of us can know the will of God, but I believe her work has been self-evident. Because she's been at work redeeming the time since she was first manifested in the church on Pentecost, I'd like for us to take a tour through the last 75 years or so to celebrate the gifts which I believe her work has brought to the faith community. Her work has come to us through many theologians, prophets, leaders of social movements, and many everyday people who challenged the status quo and sought to bring about change for the greater good. Changing the church and society has always been difficult, 
but the fruits of change have brought us a richer life of faith. I'll mention five distinct areas, all of which are widely known, in which I believe the Holy Spirit has enriched our church. I'll begin with the aftermath of the Second World War. Because of the Holocaust, Christian thinkers following the 1940s suddenly had to look at the reality of evil and struggle with the theology that would allow the suffering of so many innocents. Through the work of the Holy Spirit, what evolved was a new theology, which understood God as one that suffered with us. Christian and Jewish theologians worked together to understand how such evil could happen in the hope that they could ensure that it did not happen again. No longer was God seen as a mighty warrior, a triumphant savior. Rather, God was the suffering servant who was revealed in all who suffered, who identified with the pain of the world, and who urged our compassion and solidarity with those who were victimized. But it was not an ineffectual God. Rather, it was a God of creative, non-compelling, self-giving good in the midst of pain. We now understand God as a cry of life in the midst of suffering. And when we ignore those cries, we know we are ignoring the life-giving cry of God. The civil rights movement of the 1960s helped us to understand God as one who set the captives free and broke the chains that bound African Americans to second-class citizenship and also bound successive generations of white Americans to the sins of racism and unconscious white privilege. Through the Holy Spirit, Christians came to see that the long-standing legacy of slavery in the United States and the continued dehumanizing treatment of men and women of color had dehumanized our entire nation. And so the churches, beginning with the traditional black churches, called us back to the roots of our faith and to a clear understanding that slavery in Egypt and Jim Crow laws had much in common. We also gained appreciation of the richness and beauty of African-American theology and religious music. The church has continuing awareness of the collective sin of racism in our country, as Bishop Mary talked about this past Easter. And the Holy Spirit will continue to guide us in the serious work we have yet to do. The Holy Spirit was also at work in the women's movement of the 70s, which challenged the male-only priesthood of our church and led to the ordination of women in all three orders. It has also enriched our theology, our pastoral care, and our interpretation of scripture. The church began to take much more seriously the experience of women and even to view as idolatrous many formerly unquestioned patriarchal structures of the church. We now know that exclusively male language leads us to forget the deep mystery of God. And so there's still much work to be done in this area. I believe the Holy Spirit continues to work for full inclusion. Both the civil rights movement and the women's movement helped to usher in further movements for more diversity with our gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered brothers and sisters, as well as those who are disabled, elderly, or otherwise discriminated against. 
the holy spirit has also been changing our church by bringing into it the heritage of mexico and latin america our church is increasingly bilingual and with that change comes the bright colors the music the fiestas and the holy traditions of our brothers and sisters from south of the border many have come with a new understanding of god as liberator and have heard in the beatitudes of jesus and the magnificat of mary words that speak directly to their lives and along with the gift of their presence among us comes questions of fairness regarding immigration and access to work education and medical care we're enriched by the youth and joy that come to us from these cultures but there is also a dark thread of injustice of our national role of in creating some of the poverty and pain from which many have fled finally the holy spirit is enriching our understanding of the earth as sacred as god's creation and she's teaching that it is our responsibility to care for it it's now clear we're in the process of destroying what god has created and it's urgent that we redirect our priorities all of us recall the beautiful image of the earth that was taken by the astronauts in space the gorgeous globe hanging in the sky we can see it now in its totality and vulnerability astronaut rusty schweiger who walked on the moon said from this vantage point point earth is so small you can block it out with your thumb then you realize that on this beautiful warm blue and white circle is everything that means anything to you prophetic voices from many religious traditions have joined in urging all people to care for the earth in their daily lives and to work toward collective change the wonder that we all feel in the beauty and magnificence of creation is being destroyed by our own waste and only we can change it in today's gospel lesson from john jesus says i have said these things to you while i am still with you but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you everything and remind you of all that i have said to you jesus promised the holy spirit and on pentecost the promise was fulfilled it's important to remember that the holy spirit comes with the full force of the presence of god and she continues to work toward the perfecting of the church and toward the perfecting and completing of each one of us she does this by dispensing gifts to us making us the agents of redemption of the times in which we live and there is clearly more work to do i began by telling of the conversion of ts eliot to the anglican church anyone with eyes to see has noticed that our churches are dwindling perhaps the next next task is to renew the faith and rebuild the church The Holy Spirit is here now among us between us inside us What gifts of the spirit do you see in others What gifts do you perceive in yourself I have mentioned what I see of the work of the Holy Spirit in some of the great theological social and political movements of our times but she is also at work in families in offices in schools in churches 
The Holy Spirit continues to breathe new life into each one of us and gives us tools for redeeming the time. With her help, you can redeem the time of your life. You can wrest time from its relentless movement toward decay and death and claim it for eternity. That is the grand activity of the church, and you are the church. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come as the wind and cleanse us. Come as the fire and purge us. Come as the dove and lift our hearts. Convict, convert, consecrate us that we may claim your Pentecostal gifts. Amen. Amen.